Mandy, you made this? What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to the Dagger Podcast, where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people. People, what's up? What up? Shameless plug. Follow us on social media at the Dot Dagger Podcast to interact with us. Keep up to date with everything we got going on. Boys, all-star voting is concluded. Thank goodness. Oh, really? Eventful. Yeah, last week was the last one, I think. Oh, shit. Then they announced it, I think, this Thursday, I believe. All right. But, I mean, we're fans, aren't we? So we're going to be giving you guys our full all-star rosters today. I'm sure it will not get heated in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll all just agree and, you know, it's just going to be good vibes all around. Also, my arch nemesis, the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. kind of balling out. I thought you were talking about me for a second. <laughs> you wish. My arch nemesis. You wish. Kind of balling out. We'll talk about the Sixers here for a second as well. But first, y'all already know what it is. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the Week. Good Hustle Award. Dion, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. All right. So uh, Hooper of the Week for me this week is a guy that came in second twice in the MVP race in the last two years, and that is Joel Embiid. My boy has been hooping, hooping. I can't remember the last time he didn't score at least 30 points in a game. Uh, They just went on a road trip out west. And they won every single game, and he scored above 30, if not 40, in any either one of those games. Um, but he's just a force to be reckoned with right now, and he has to be up there in the MVP race right now, especially with how hot the Sixers are. Speaking of arch nemesises, Joel Embiid. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I still hate the dude, but he is a machine right now. He's is an absolute machine. Mm-hmm. His last 10 games... 35, 10, and 4 with two blocks. Yeah, last time I checked, currently tied with Luka, mm-hmm. leading the league in scoring. And when you oh, think yeah. about it that way, like, Luka is such a freak, and Joel Embiid is tied with him in scoring. Yeah. Kind of wild. That's, That's what 15 free throws a game will do for you. All right, <laughs> enough salt. VJ. Who's hooping? Yeah, I got I got two good hoopers this week. I'm starting the association and work my way out. Um, Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie, when he came back from some controversial comments, has been a different like machine since he came back. Um, you, one can make a case that he's been better um, since all the drama has escalated. He's finally focused on basketball purely. He had 48 on Friday against the Jazz, followed that with 37 against the Warriors. Um, just playing dominant basketball and looking – he kind of looks like Cleveland Kyrie, which was the best version of him. So it's just good to see him actually focused on the game and literally like killing dudes like he used to. It's good to see. So, Kyrie, keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Kyrie has been balling out of control. Yeah, he's, he's crazy right now. And then mm-hmm. my second good hooper, I'm going outside the association. Um, 
This young man was neglected as a child at Christmas. I'm talking about Kevin from Home Alone, a.k.a. Joe <laughs> Shiesty. He grew up to be Joe Shiesty, the quarterback for the Bengals. My guy, I don't know, he's just cold as ice, no emotion, no nothing, just gets it done. Playing with three backup offensive linemen. Uh, Joe Burrow is just that dude, man. Um, I don't know if I've ever been more of a fanboy for a quarterback than I am now. But he, Joe Joe Burrow is that dude. He told all the fans who bought tickets thinking to Buffalo. Get your refunds. He said, get those refunds. Get those refunds, baby. <laughs> just dropped the mic and, like, walked off the field. Um, he had no problem going up and down the field against the Buffalo Bills defense. Um Joe Burrow, uh, it's going to be a problem in the AFC for the next 15 years, so just just get used to it. Your That's girlfriend's cool. favorite player, Joe Burrow. My wife's favorite player. Hell. My favorite player? Shit. Yeah, I'm hell. My favorite player. Spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a huge man crush on Joe Burrow. He reminds me so much of Tom Brady. Like, how, how can I not love him? Like, good looking. I've been crush on him since he was as hell. All he does is win. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot love the guy. He leads the Bengals in like playoff everything right now. He's mm-hmm. only been there three years. Yep. <laughs> Bro, like we, we use that term a lot. Joe Burrow's kind of different. He's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Him Bro, him you, you thought Josh Allen was built different? Nah, he, he's built the same. Dude's built the same. You know, just Josh Allen kind of throwing like temper tantrums here and there. He did it again on Sunday. Joe Burrow would never (laughs) love to see that. All right. Well, I had I had two Hoopers of the week. VJ stealing one. That's all right. I was also going to give Hooper of the week to Kyrie Irving, also arch nemesis of this Celtics fan. Wow. But I mean, look at Kyrie keeping the Nets afloat on the West Coast road trip. I mean, 37, 7, 4, and 2 against the Suns, 48, 11, and 6, and 4 steals against the Jazz, 38, 7 assists, 9 rebounds versus the Warriors. Like, he is absolutely balling. Like, he's keeping the Nets in it. So. I and he said he looks like there. he looks like Cleveland Kyrie, but in reality, he's averaging quite a few more points than he ever did in Cleveland. This might mm-hmm. be the best we've ever seen from Kyrie Irving in a large sample size. So Kyrie Irving, don't like Ball. him either, but ball <laughs> Hooper of the week. He's out here trying to get that next contract. You know what I'm saying? It's just all bad for me right now. Sixers, Embiid, Kyrie Irving. Hate to see it. <laughs> but my second Hooper of the week. <laughs> Speaking of keeping their teams afloat, look at Drew Holiday balling this week. Drew Holiday, 35 and 11 versus the Pacers, 37 and 7 versus the Raptors, 28 and 10 versus the Cavs. I mean, Drew Holiday, I didn't know he had a bunch of 35 point games in him still. Like, still locking down on defense. At least two steals in all of those games as well. But Drew Holiday is kind of hooping right now, picking up the slack left by the Chris Middleton absence. So, Drew Holiday. We were talking about best scoring. He said, back. Bet. Hmm. All right, let's get negative. Give out some good hustle awards. Um, Two good hustle awards for me today, two piece. First good hustle award following. VJ's example, started in this association, working my way out. 
Why? I went blank for a second. I'm sorry. Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> you froze. I froze in real time. The Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. It's bad right now. Losers of three in a row. Lost seven out of ten. It's looking tough in Portland. Dame is back. Still not getting it done as a team. Losing to the Lakers last night. I mean, they've lost to the Lakers a few times now. Blazers, it it's it's scary hours early. I mean, I love Chauncey Billups on the desk, and that's where he needs to be. <laughs> he is <laughs> not it as a head coach. Um, Blazers, it's not good right now, and I have no idea why. Their roster's kind of nice. Dame still has quite a bit left in the tank, it seems like. Depends on the night, but, you know. He really definitely still team. capable. Anthony Simons has been really good. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been really good. Nurkic has looked nice. Their but they can, sucks though, yeah, they cannot guard anything. Uh, it is Nurkic is out of the game in like five minutes for yeah, <laughs> like yeah, five minutes three fouls. Like bro, how every mm. single game? <laughs> yeah, they, What's wrong they, with you, they cannot guard a parked car right now. So mm. Blazers. Out of all the teams that are like supposed to be pretty decent, they are probably the worst right now. And oh, there's really no reason. Like yeah, their yeah. roster is kind of nice. West is wide open, and so they should be in the mix right now. And they aren't. I mean, they're below the Lakers right now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they should absolutely be in the mix somewhere around 500. And they are a few games below 500. It's yeah. looking tough for the Blazers. So good, good hustle to them. Yeah. And one more nemesis to speak about, but this time in glowing fashion. Gentlemen, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Dallas Cowboys Elimination Day to all of us. <laughs> it's, really an annual, it's an annual event. Yep, annual mm-hmm. event. Divisional round. What else did you think it was going to be? <laughs> Dallas Cowboys <laughs> for the seventh straight time failed to make the conference finals. I mean, the conference championship game cannot do it. They are allergic. <laughs> Dak Prescott was awful yesterday. He was terrible. Horrible. I mean, it is Dallas Cowboy Elimination Day is my favorite day of the year. All of the um, videos come out on social media of all of the um, Dallas Cowboys fans smashing their TVs and stuff. It is hilarious. <laughs> Nobody rage quits a match quite like Dallas Cowboy fans. Hilarious. They talk all this shit ahead of time. Oh, we dumb boys. This our year. Nope. Um, <laughs> talk about teams that are built the same. Dallas Cowboys every single year. And I am here for it. Tough. Mm, it be a federal holiday now. Yep. <laughs> this one year. Yep, just surprised they beat the Bucks at this point. So, Brent Maher choking kicks yet again. Um, <laughs> surprised if he has a job next year, but I would be very surprised. Absolutely hilarious. Could not beat Brock Purdy. Hate to see it. Last pick of the draft, rookie. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant, currently a rookie, has now tied Dak Prescott in career playoff wins. <laughs> how, many, how many is that? Have? That would be two, the same as oh, Brock I Purdy. Say, I was gonna say Brock. Brock might have more. Pretty soon. 
Yep. Uh, still on the board. So Cowboys. <laughs> Tough. Uh-huh. Hate to see it. Perry Dallas Cowboys fans. We kid because we love to laugh at your team. <laughs> DJ, who who's hustling? Uh, I'm going to start with the only good hustle I have. I'm going to let Dion bring it home uh, to foreshadow, but I'm going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, And not for the obvious snafu with our good old uncle Shea Sharp, but uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are riding an 11-game winning streak heading into L.A. Um, All of – I mean, I assume just how Lakers games have gone that, hey, they play a quality team, they might lose. Well, actually, the Lakers – took the lead from the Grizzlies, had a clutch play to end it, and really just had a very signature win kind of against the Grizzlies, who, for what we've been saying all year, they don't really focus on the right things, and I think they just lost focus in this game again. But then the Grizzlies follow that up, and they lose to the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns have been horrible (laughs) the last month and a half of the season. And here we are just last week talking about the Grizzlies possibly making it to the conference finals. Well, Again, they show us why potentially they might be home in the conference semis, maybe depending on who they play the first round. So Grizzlies, uh, you're doing a lot of talking, but you're not really doing a lot of, you know, backing or walking. You know, you're not you're not backing up anything. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of bark. Not sure if you got any bite. So come on, Grizzlies, get it together. Quickly uh, becoming this year's Phoenix Suns. Oh, a lot so. of lot of talking, a lot of posturing, a lot of fake tough guy shit. And they are allergic to primetime games. You can't put them on television. They are even more allergic than the Lakers. They choked that game away to the Lakers. The notorious primetime bombshells, okay? I mean, that they choked it away bad, too. They should have had that wrapped a few times. And the Lakers clutched up. Something I can't believe I'm saying. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> A lot of bark, no bite. Mm-hmm. Like, really, you're going to be calling? Well, I'll let I'll let Dion go ahead before I call out anyone in particular. Fucking but juicy. <laughs> real juicy. I I I liked the Grizzlies two weeks ago. No longer. These guys are bozos. Oh, the bozos. bozos! Every day, there's another thing that makes me hate them more. Like, this is why I have I have no faith in the Gri- this Grizzlies team. No fake. The level of cockiness and immaturity is off the charts. For what? For, especially for some of some of these players. And I will single one out right now. Dylan Brooks, Mr. Regular Pedestrian. Now, I don't know what insults were flying during the during the Grizzlies and Lakers game at the end of the game at the Staples. But the entire Memphis team was ready to go. They were ready to go at Shining Sharp. And I was dumbfounded. Everybody loves Shining Sharp. So first off, how dare you? How dare you go at him? Shining Sharp is a national treasure. How dare you call him a regular pedestrian? That is a Hall of Famer. Tight end for the NFL. And for Dylan Brooks to call him a regular pedestrian, I don't understand how that, like, I don't understand that concept. Like, bro, you average 10 points a game. Who the fuck are you? You've never done anything. You have never won anything. How dare you? I'm just so confused. What could he possibly have said? There's no excuse for this. It's exactly this reason that I have no faith in the Memphis Grizzlies team. And 
I can't wait to see them go home in the playoffs. I can't wait. I mean, first of all, I'm with you 100%. I love Shannon Sharp. He needs to toe down the LeBron fangirling just a little bit, like 5%. Well, I am just like him, so I absolutely I love Shannon Sharp. Maybe just 5%. Just, just tone it down. Say, all he did was say Dylan Brooks was too small to guard LeBron. And then Dylan Brooks said F you. He said F you back. So I don't know if he was fangirling or just saying like Well, I've just I've just seen him like he's course side at like every game, like just, just like five percent. He he is trying to make up. He's what trying to single handedly make up and be the anti skip. Like as much as Skip hates LeBron, Shannon Sharp loves LeBron. And that's just, you know, you can't cancel out Skip no matter what you do. But I mean, for Dylan Brooks to be calling out Shannon Sharp, for him to be acting like a fake tough guy to a real tough guy is hilarious. Don't, don't Have you seen Shannon like highlights? Do you understand what the NFL was like when Shannon Sharp was playing in it? And for he him to be a Hall of Famer at the age of 50, bro, he is one of the tomorrow. toughest players to ever play on offense. This dude built his entire career on toughness and grit and strength. Like, and dude is 50 years old and would beat your ass. I uh, promise you. <laughs> anybody, anybody that make a loose sweater look tight, you don't want to mess with that dude, bro. Bro, his <laughs> pecs. Pecs. Bro, his pecs have pecs. Right. Okay. <laughs> The truest thing Shannon Sharp has ever said is you do not want these problems. You are 1000% correct, correct, Shannon Sharp. I do not want these problems. The Grizzlies do not want these problems. Jean Morant's dad does not want these problems. You apologize so fast. Nobody <laughs> wants those problems. Okay. Nobody wants that as a problem. Okay. Okay. He literally, Shannon Sharp once said on live TV, he said, if you ever see me in a fight with a grizzly bear, don't help me. Help the bear. Help the bear is going to need help. I, he said, in fact, pour honey on me because I want the bear to stay right there when I'm fighting. I, I believe it, bro. I believe it. Dude, do not mess with that guy. I mean, Dylan Brooks is the biggest fake tough guy in the NBA at the moment. Like, you are a clown, bro. You are not good at anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Below average at pretty much everything. You're not even a good defender. You just foul the foul shit out, out of people. <laughs> like, who who the fuck are you, man? Jasmine Sharp has a gold jacket and a bust somewhere. Who who are you? Super Bowls, <laughs> top five Titan all time. Let's 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 Google. Let's Google. Let's use Google. His, his like commentator career is more relevant than Dylan Brooks' whole life. hundred well, percent. How dare you? How dare you? That's Dylan Brooks will be. Dylan Brooks wasn't even the best player on his college team. Okay. Jordan Bell was way better than him in college. Oh, yeah, he, Jordan Bell, and then uh, there's another guard they had who was much better at Oregon. I think he was there with Peyton Pritchard, too. Peyton Pritchard was yeah. cold as hell at Oregon. Pritchard, I think Philip Dorsey, I think, was his name. It, yeah. Okay, so much confirmed. He was the fourth <laughs> best player on Oregon in college. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he's, you're probably your mom's own second best player, like second favorite <laughs> player. Second favorite son. <laughs> You're a bozo. Stop acting like a tough guy. Nobody's afraid of you. Nobody. No one. The only person afraid of you is your own coach, afraid of you fouling out. (laughs) (sighs) Dylan Brooks, man. 
quickly becoming like my least favorite NBA player. Mm-hmm. Especially speaking of nemesis, especially after fucking Draymond had to go and just do the most wholesome thing in the world this week. <laughs> like fuck, man. I'm literally <laughs> rethinking everything. <laughs> there's this. There's right. this. Oh my god, bro, that's the biggest L. Um, <laughs> he like scooped up Deuce after the Celtics game and was like playing with him, and it was so wholesome. It it, it upset me. Hug. It was yep. yeah. It was so wholesome. It upset me. <laughs> that literally like came so close to me. Just that one clip made me almost stop hating Draymond. I sent it like, to you because I knew it would, it would mess you up internally, bro. I'm having a midlife <laughs> crisis as a result of that clip. It it's just all bad right now. I I don't know if I could be here. Like I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> Joel and Bead and Kyrie are hooping. Draymond is wholesome. Like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The Sixers are good. I I don't know what to do with myself. It's 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 scary hours. Like <laughs> my identity. Multiverse is messed up right now. The Celtics are losing to the Magic. I don't know what to do with myself. I <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. All right, let's talk about those Sixers, shall we? Improve once and for all that I'm an objective journalist. Sixers, winners of five straight. 10 of their last 12. Dion, are the Sixers the best team in the East? If not, are they the second team. best team in the East? I don't think so yet. But if they keep going the way they're they're going right now, they can, they can make a case. I still think the Celtics have a better team overall, uh, like top to bottom, because I have no faith in Philly's bench, even though they've been kind of turning it on as of lately. But... There's a lot of like parts missing from that bench, um, but hey, who who's to, who's to say? They they're only four games behind Boston right now, so I think that if they make up for the difference and they keep hooping like this, they 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 could become the best team in the East. But for now, I still think Boston has the edge. Speaking of objective journalists, look at you, Dion, putting the Celtics on top. I'm always objective. You just don't think so. You were objective just now. You were not always objective. Always objective. <laughs> no, the Sixers are not the best team in the East yet, but when they are fully healthy, when Harden and Embiid are both healthy, they could be the second best team in the East. I'm not re- ready to ana- anoint them yet, but Bucks have str- you know hit a hit a bit of a rough patch. I expect them to recover. Um, Cavs have been pretty inconsistent. They have some flashes that they could definitely be second or third best team in the East, but they've been pretty inconsistent slash not healthy. And so the Sixers could very solidly get that second seed and arguably be the second best team in the league in the, in the East when they're healthy. So, I mean, the way they're playing right now, it's it's hard to argue with that. I mean, I'm with you, Dion. I don't trust their bench a whole lot. Milton's been nice. He's definitely been a nice little player for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Niang has been okay. But, you know, Matisse Thibel and uh, is that Conchar? Like, I, I don't trust a lot of their bench players. but And it's a different discussion once the playoffs roll around. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, VJ, Sixers, where are, you, where are you putting them in the East hierarchy right now? 
Um, well, I'm going to stick to what I've always said all season long. I feel like there is a clear-cut class in the East, and I, I still think Milwaukee and Boston are at the top of that, like tier one, and then there's another tier of teams, which I, I, I think that's Philly, Brooklyn, and Cleveland are in that second tier of teams. And I feel like Philly is probably right at the top, um, just given that KD is out right now and the Nets uh, without him – are doing okay with Kyrie, but I think Philly, if they can stay consistently healthy and put a string of games together, they'll be right there. I don't think they're just on the level of Boston, Milwaukee yet, so I'm not going to say they're the best team, but if they if they make a move at the deadline, sure up their bench, um, I definitely think they could move right into that first tier of teams, but I'm not ready to put them there yet. Um, so I think they still have another level they can get to. Okay, fair enough. So, VJ, we've seen regular season success from the Sixers before. The question then is, can the Sixers change the narrative around their playoff chokes this year? Is this the year they break through? So, to the first part of that question, they can change the narrative, and the only way they can do that is to get to the finals. Um, There is no you get to the conference finals and we push it to six. No one cares about that. Uh, You didn't get put this roster together to lose in the conference finals. Um, the only way they change anything about them is to get there and get to the NBA finals. Um, James Harden and Joel Embiid have had too many moments where we've seen them falter down the stretch. So the only thing that's going to change our minds is if we see them playing for the chip at the end of the season. Nothing short of that is really going to be a success or change anything in my mind. Yeah, um can they they definitely can i mean they have an mvp candidate they have a clear second second star james harden i believe second in the nba in assists um playing really well better than he did last year um they have some young pieces tyrese maxey anthony melton um you know an experienced let's put it that way head coach um but i mean the the Sixers have three guys where this is, I mean, four, if you include Daryl Morey, of players who couldn't get it done when it mattered, right? Player, coach, GM, Embiid, Harden, Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. These are guys who have come close, but no cigar. And for me, like you're saying, it's going to take a trip to the finals to change that narrative. Of uh, They have to not only get to the Eastern Conference finals, I think they have to win it for them to definitively reverse that. And thus far, I want to see them dom you know, before I'm willing to say like yes, this is the year they could do it, I want to see them dominate some of the other top teams in the East. Um I have, you know, in the playoffs they've been absolutely handled by the Bucks. The Celtics have absolutely dominated their series in the regular season, so they got to beat those teams consistently before we're willing to say yes this could be we're showing signs that things are different so that that's that's what i think when it comes to that dion what do you think is this the year that the sixers change that playoff choking narrative yes it can be i'm not saying it will be it could definitely be this roster is uh built for one thing and one thing only that is winning the NBA championship. So I think that if they don't get it done this year, it will, it's time to blow it up. But if they do actually reach the finals, I think 
the narrative behind all these people that we mentioned just now being chokers and all that, I think it can relax a little bit. I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to go away because if you go to the finals and lose and you're supposed to win, you can kind of choke again. So, um, if they win the finals, they can definitely reverse the narrative. If they make it to the final, potentially, but anything short of that is just complete failure and it's just a failed project again. Yeah. My question with the Sixers becomes how many teams do you think are, they are good. They're definitely good. Their roster has been constructed well, but how many other teams in the East or around the league do you think are afraid of the Sixers right now? How many teams do you think matching up with the play in the playoffs would be like, Oh no, the Sixers right now. All of them. You think the so? Way the way they're playing right now, all of them. Yeah. Roll right now. I'll be scared to play the Sixers right now, 100%. I, I think the other top teams in the in the East are not afraid to play the Sixers, but that could change. I mean, they if they could. continue to play at this level, that could change. Because Boston does not have any tools to stop Embiid. None. Nothing. I think they've won three or four straight against the Sixers, though. So I don't think they... Was Embiid playing? Yeah. And was he playing like he's been the past two weeks? Anytime I bring up the Celtics bringing up beating another team, that's your first thought of, oh, their stars must not have been playing. Yes, well, he was. It's, beyond. It's, true. it's not true. Stop it. I will literally. That's no. not true. Um, Dion, are you ready to put Joel Embiid in the MVP conversation? Oh, absolutely. If he, I, I would thought he already was in the conversation, especially like they're third in the East or second in the East. And he's been dropping thirty-five points a game. There's and he's the he's the main reason why they're winning. So he has to be in the conversation. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, pretty obvious question, but I like to ask those from time to time. Absolutely, Joel Embiid has to be in the MVP conversation. I mean, when you're technically tied, tied, but leading the league in scoring along with your team winning a lot of games, that's exactly what puts you in the MVP conversation. So yes. Uh, VJ, yeah, yeah. I, he should. I think he was already in it. Uh, he's been dominant since the month of December. He's second in scoring right now. Um, I think he's already kind of put his name in the hat again. All right, let's get to our all star roster, shall we? Let's go east, start east, go west, go west, young man. And so, the way the all star game and rosters are formatted. You have two guards, three forwards in both the starters and the reserves. And then you have two wildcard players, which are any players that get voted in. And so that's the way we're also formatting our teams. Is it stupid? Yes. Yes, it is. In an era of positionless basketball, we're doing it by positions. But that's the way the real NBA does it. So that's the way we're doing it. Not our fault. (laughs) Not our fault. Um... I guess as is tradition, I'll start. Um, my starters for the East, and this is really tough because of the way, because of the format. Obviously, the elephant in the room is Jason Tatum, Giannis, Embiid, and Kevin Durant could be top five or top six for MVP voting at the moment. And yet there's only spots for three to be all-star starters. And there's going to be two guards from the East that both start. So there's a little bit of recency bias in my list, I think. But 
Just that type of bias? Huh? Just that type of bias? Just recency bias. Um, you're acting like it's just pure bias to put Jason Tatum in the starting lineup like he's not currently leading in votes to be a starter. Anyway, um, I'm putting Kyrie Irving as a starting guard for the East. Yes, he missed time. Yes, there was some controversy. But in my opinion, I mean, there's four guards that you can put in there. And the way Kyrie's playing as of late, I don't know how you don't put him in there. Um, second guard, very up and down, but I mean, 71 points, Donovan Mitchell, I think has to be a starter as well. Um, with as good as the Cavs have been, that might be a hot take by Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell are my starting backcourt for the East. And for my forwards, I have Joel Embiid, I have Giannis and I do have Jason Tatum as my forward. Kevin Durant, I'm only leaving out because he's been hurt, and I don't think he's going to be able to play in the All-Star game anyway, and so it's easy to pick on him in that way. But like I said, four guys, definitely difficult. But, I mean, Jason Tatum is currently third in the NBA in scoring right now, so hard, hard to leave him out in my opinion. Reserves. First guard for the reserves is James Harden. Uh, definitely deserving of starting, but I put him in my reserves. I have Jalen Brown as a reserve. Um, having a really good year. I think he has to be an all-star. Um, I have Kevin Durant, obviously, as a forward for my reserves. And then after that, it's kind of tough. There's a few guys you could put in there. But I have Jimmy Butler really stepping up his play as of late. Like I said, recency bias. And despite all the hate I throw his way, I, I think you do have to put Pascal Siakam on the all-star, all-star team somewhere. So I have him as my my sixth forward. Um, For my any two players from the East left, this is also tough. Even though he's having kind of a down year, for both the team and him individually, I do think you have to include Trey Young somewhere. And so I'll put Trey Young in that reserve spot. And I also have DeMar DeRozan as my last guy in, um, also playing extremely well. So I think you have to include DeMar DeRozan. Um, yeah, thoughts? Uh, your list is like not really that different from mine. We only disagree on the starters really and it's not anything to do with Jason Tatum actually so I mean when it comes to the backcourt like I said those four guys I think any of them could be starters starters yeah like if you put Harden and Jalen Brown as starters I wouldn't be upset but like it's it's tough it's it's iffy just wait till we get to the west in the front court and it'll be (laughs) even worse all right VJ as alluded to, hit me, hit me with your list then. Uh, so for my first guard, I have Donovan Mitchell. Um, pretty great season as a Cavalier. Turned him around, 71 points. TC kind of mentioned that. My other guard, I have Kyrie as well. Like I was mentioning my for my good Hooper, he's been on a different level since he's come back, and I feel like he's just been that great uh, as well. 
My forward, I have Jason Tatum as my uh, forward in the East. I only – and what switched me was the the latest voting had him hop over and bead from fourth to third. Now, that's kind of what I went off of is how he finished in the last votes. Um, what was tough for this next spot is I kind of was thinking about injury, but I did have KD since he played every game up until he got injured, and he's only been out about a week now. And he was kind of like leading, for me, right behind Jokic for MVP uh, not too long ago. So I had him my other forward spot. Um, and then I had Giannis to round out my starters um, there. Again, the three, the four, like, front court players who are in the top four for voting, it's, like, really tough. So, uh, yeah. Uh, my my reserves, uh, I'm taking Jalen Brown. I think he's been – he could arguably be a starter, depending on, you know, what side of the fence you are. He's played really, really well. Um, my second guard, uh, James Harden, I feel like he's having a quote-unquote down year, which is like 20 and 10 for him, but that's good for other guys. But uh, James Harden's my other guard. Joel Embiid is my reserve forward. Now, that feels like disrespectful to say about him just because we, we just said how good he was. But, again, the front court is all messed up because of the stupid rules. Um, here's where it gets a little spicy between me and TC. Um, I did not have Pascal Siakam. I actually thought Bam Adebayo was having a really good season thus far and could make a case um, that he could be an all-star this year. I'm mad at it. Not yeah. mad at it. I, I do have Jimmy Butler, though. Um, when he does decide to play, Jimmy is actually really damn good at basketball. Um, I do have Trey Young as well, 27 and 9. That's hard to like art sneeze at. Now, this last one is going to be controversial. Uh, I did not have DeMar DeRozan. I actually I still have it circled. Um, I gave my last spot in the East to Tyrese Halliburton uh, from the Pacers having a really good year leading league in assists. Um, I thought he had a breakout year. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Not, not mad at it. Not, not mad at it. Uh, Dion. All right. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, for the starters, I can't, I, I can't go against the voting because the voting is what decides who the starters are. So there's no room for creativity. So is Tatum on your team? Yes. <laughs> I was waiting to say, uh, I he said spitefully. <laughs> um, Kyrie and Donovan, of course, four guards. They have by far the most votes. And then for the front court, top three vote getters Giannis, KD, and Tatum. Even though I don't know, do, do the votes change from now to when they, what you call it? it can, they, they, ha- they haven't announced the final results. Yeah, but. I think fan. Or something else is next. There's like another vote that they can. Okay. I think it's coaches. Coaches poll. Coaches and players have like 25% of the votes each. So I don't know who's going to get in there, but right now Tatum is ahead. So I'm putting Tatum in my starters. Uh, Reluctantly. Look at you. Um, For my reserves, this is where I had a little bit of trouble, but I have um, Jalen Brown and James Harden as my guards. Then for forwards, I have Joel, Jimmy, mm. and I have Julius Randle. I'm not mad at that. Interesting. 25 and 10, and they're in the playoffs right now. Um, and then for my any, I have Trey, and oh, this is where I, 
it's tough. That last this, spot this, is always this is, tough. This is the the deciding vote because you guys have one of you got uh, Pascal and one of you have Bam, and that's where I'm. I don't know who to put in right now, but since I already have a Heat in there, I'm gonna go with Pascal. Even though I really don't like him, I really okay. don't like him. But 25 and 10 and eight is hard to argue against. Um, but Bam. Oh. Yeah, okay. I have to go with Pascal because I already said it. Well, I was debating giving one of my like all star spots to a New York Nick, and I was stuck mm-hmm. between Julius and Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. Jalen Brunson has been really good for the Knicks this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. he has been. He's been really good. So, I think he's averaging what, 23, 23 a game. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing. Yeah. And Julius is 25. Uh, he, he deserves and four. a spot. That's what's tough. Yeah. I mean, I love Halliburton too, but he's also hurt. So, yeah. When it comes to all-star voting and, like, picking your all-star teams, injuries is so weird to, like, try and pick around because, like, how hurt is too hurt? Like, right. Steph missed a month. Is that too say, much? Like, that's the case. With, is Steph, is he eligible or it's just right. Like, 80 is a lot, you know, miss six weeks. Yeah, is that Zion. too much? You know, if that's not too much, then are we considering guys like Devin Booker, who's been out like two months? But I mean, he was spectacular before that. Like, it's it's yeah. tough. Of like, everyone has like, where do you draw that line of how hurt is too hurt? And it's, you know, fairly subjective, to be honest. So I, th- I think I have it somewhere between like six weeks and two months is too hurt. You miss a month, probably fine, but you know, more than six weeks, it's tough yeah, for the first half. Game. Unless you get voted in, yeah. Which unless you get voted in, um, let's go west. Um, I'll start again. Go with the easy part, the backcourt. <laughs> Give me Steph and Luca, not necessarily in that order, <laughs> but I mean. I, to me, that feels pretty obvious of, like, Steph Curry. Yes, he missed a month, but he's still Steph Curry, Luka. I mean, it's not like we can even decide because, like, if he has the he has the most votes, so he has to be in there. I, I'm I'm operating under the assumption that I can put whoever I want in, but, you know, oh. it, it tends to line up. Yeah. Anyway. About to get spicy. Um, if you would have asked me a month ago, I definitely would not have put him as a starter despite the votes, but you can't ignore the last month. Gotta have LeBron in the in the back in the, in the front court. LeBron. You wouldn't have started what is wrong with the you? way he started the year? Every all right, everyone calm down. All right. <laughs> Don't go all Shannon Sharp on me. I put LeBron in there and he's my first forward. All right, calm down. Um he has missed a ton of time. But I don't think you can ignore what Anthony Davis has done either. I mean, he's been he's been kind of different when he has been healthy. Hoping he's back in time for the All Star game, probably he's not. He's back next week, twenty eighth. I mean, when it when it comes to Anthony Davis, I'll believe it when I see it. But, <laughs> um, and of course, the most obvious, I have Jokic. I have a listed last just because he's like the center, but you know. Um, obviously an all-star starter and probably the MVP at this point or the reserves um, for guards. I have Ja. shouldn't be a surprise. I have shy Gilgis Alexander. 
in my opinion, top four guard in the West this season. In my eyes, there's not really a debate in that. Um, then you have this debate of how much time is too much time, right? When it comes to West forwards. Um, despite that, I think Zion has to be an all-star. We've seen too much of him. I think he has to be an all-star. It's been spectacular. Also has missed quite a bit of time, but I have Paul George, who is technically a forward. Um, I think he's played pretty well when he's been healthy. And then I have Laurie Markkinen. Shouldn't be a surprise. I'm very biased towards Laurie Markkinen. So I think he has to be an all-star as well. And then this is where it gets really tough of two wild cards. Could be anyone. Um, I think one of those guys has to be De'Aaron Fox. I think he, I, I think it does. Yeah. Kings are really good. He's the biggest reason why. And I really debated between DeMontis Sabotis and this guy who I ended up putting in. But I really want to see Anthony Edwards be an all-star this year. Averaging 24 points a game. Timberwolves are playing better ball as of late. I think there's uh have won seven of their last ten. He's been playing a lot better lately. Some recency bias. Um, that's kind of a hot take. Could definitely put Sabonis in there, would not be upset, but I would really like to see Anthony Edwards be an all-star. So that's that's yeah. who I'm putting in there. I don't know. Sabonis is like, I really like Sabonis. He's just not as fun as Anthony Edwards. So I would like to see Anthony Edwards in the all-star game, but that's that's just me. Uh VJ, who who do you have? Um, so my is definitely a little bit different because my criteria, I was operating under injuries plus like awarding winning. Um that's fair. And that, that's what I'm saying. You can yeah, draw the line hard. wherever you want to draw the line, especially in the West. Like it feels that's like almost I'm everybody saying. has missed some time. So oh, yeah. like where do you decide to draw the for me? I left out Kawhi. I haven't seen enough oh, of yeah. him. Oh yeah. You know, like left off D book. Haven't seen enough of him. So yeah, it's tough. So my starters are different and probably the most unique. So my backcourt is Luca and Ja. Um, I thought Steph missed a lot of time with the shoulder injury. Um, And plus the Warriors are not really great right now because I was going off of winning again with Memphis being in the two seed. I gave it to Ja and Luca is like, one of one, so he's got to be a starter right now. Uh, Ford, I gave it to LeBron just because of what he's been doing throughout the season, and he's a leading vote-getter, so it's hard to kind of go against that. Uh, my next guy, um, consistency and who I've seen the most in the front court in the West, I gave Laurie Markkinen uh, the starting nod in the Western Talk Conference. to me. Um, just because I feel me. like he's been the most consistent. I've seen him the most. Besides this other guy, which is obvious, you got to have Jokic as a starter, no matter where you put him. But, yeah, uh, I just feel like marketing deserves deserves it. Uh, whether that's starter or reserve, I don't know, but he should be in the game. Um, my reserves, obviously, obviously Steph Curry. Get that out the way right now. Uh, Shea Gilders, Alexander's my second guard. I mean, he could win most improved, but he, to me, he's too good for that. He should be playing for something more. Um, and here's where it gets a little spicy. I have some bonus with my first uh, forward spot. I think I awarded the Kings for winning. I gave them two guys. Um, I got AD. I got AD as one of my reserves. Again, how much time is too much time? Who knows? Then 
following that same argument. I got Zion as my last forward spot. Um, when he does play, he is a man amongst children out there. Um, last then for my any spots, give me De'Aaron Fox. I think he has to be included in the game somehow. This last guy, a little bit controversial because he's having, quote, unquote, down year averaging 29. But I had Damian Lillard with my last spot in the West. That's fair, honestly. Yeah, I guess it's my it's my turn. I think we could have a really interesting debate around should Dame be an all-star. And, like, I can't think of any particular reason why not other than the Blazers are just bad. Like, I just ran out of guards, too. <laughs> in the yeah, West, that's I fair. Out of guards. That's fair. Like, I'm so on the fence about Dame being an all-star. Like, I don't necessarily disagree, but, like, it's tough. And that's the thing. Like, like you're saying, he's averaging, what, 29 a game and, like, like may not be included. In the league, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I'm literally going to – I'm going to have to think on that. <laughs> I don't know why that caught me by surprise, but it did. I don't know why it, he didn't really cross my mind. I forgot about <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, for sure. I think most of the league has, to be honest. All right, Dion, hit me with your all-star ballot. All right, so my starting lineup, I went off of voting, and this is Steph and Luca, and my guards. Um, and then for my forwards, I have LeBron, AD, and Who Joe. Who is your second guard? Steph and Luca. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah, so we ba- we basically have the same starting lineup, I think. I mean, NTC. Um, for reserves, the the West was way harder for me uh, than the East. Uh, I still don't know who I'm going to put for my seventh, to be honest. Um, but forwards, for sure, Zion. For sure, Laurie Markinen. And for sure, Demonte Sabonis. This man has been hooping, hooping, going crazy. He's averaging like 20, 10, and 8 or something like that. Um, or Actually, maybe. you know what? I'd like to make an announcement. You guys what? have talked me into it. Fuck Paul Wait. George. Give me DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> like, bro, I was like, when you Wait. said Paul George, I was like, bro, eh. I was like, eh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Y'all talked me into it. All right, go ahead, Dion. Um, and then for guards, I have Ja, of course, and Shay. And then for my Annie... I for sure have De'Aaron Fox. Who's that last guy? <laughs> I really, I do not know who to give it to. I have four guys, and I don't know who to give it to. Just to not be like, God, wh- why is this so hard for me right now? I think I have to go with Dame. He's scoring thirty a game. That's in in like in the West. If you win three games in a row, you're back in the playoffs. So I guess you yeah. know, I do some sneaky votes. Aaron Gordon from the Nuggets. Yeah. He might get some votes, I feel like. If for no other reason than he said he will do the dunk contest if he's in the All-Star game. So give him all the votes. (laughs) He should be a starter. We should all be voting this man just to see him back in the the dunk contest. Exactly. Facts. Facts. I was was debating so hard. I wanted wanted either Clay or Russ or CJ in there. I was like... Yeah. CJ, CJ is a tough one too. Tough too. I was like, Dame is just scoring like crazy right now, and I know they're losing, but they're literally three games behind. Eight no plays. Anthony Edwards love anywhere. Just me. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I actually was going to, 
<laughs> I was going to do it, but then I was like, man, has Min has he been consistent enough and has Minnesota been good enough? That's the only thing. I mean, that's fair. He's been a lot. Like I said, I had a fair amount of recency bias in mine, and he's been really good lately. He'd just be fun more than anything. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. He'd be dunking on people. Yeah. All right, no, let's keep no wrong answers. <laughs> yep. No wrong answers. Yeah. I mean, like we said, the West is especially tough because everyone is missed time. Everyone yeah. is missed time. So it's it's hard to, like we said, where we where do you draw that line? All right, let's get to our five games of the week. Dion, scores from last week, please. All right, let me pull up my notes and whatnot. I, for the third, fourth week in a row, am in uh, below 500, two and three. Tough. And V and TC are tie, tied at three and two this past week. So oh, the standings are as follows. From the top, from the bottom to the top, I'm in last place, 29 and 26. V is in second, 31 and 24. And TC, 35 and 20. Let's go. It's been a, it a really good, 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 it's been a good stretch for you, TC. It's been a good stretch. I decided to cut Dion some slack and leave the Celtics out of the five games of the mm-hmm. week. <laughs> I'm, you can put them. I'll always vote against them. I don't care. <laughs> I've had is literally throwing the five games of the week to just to avoid picking the Celtics. Celtics Rockets. Give me the Rockets. <laughs> Rockets by 30. Rockets. Be over. Dion is a man of principles. All right. Game number one. Cavs at the Knicks Tuesday night. Um, I think I like the Cavs on the road. Uh, both these teams kind of inconsistent. Both are really good, but kind of up and down. But I, I think I like the Cavs here. Donovan Mitchell usually goes crazy at MSG. So, uh, VJ, who do you like? Um, I, I like the Cavs a lot here too. The Knicks have been on a losing streak, and I feel like Donovan Mitchell might take it personally that they weren't really in a trade for him in the summer. That's fair. That's fair as well. Uh, Dion? Uh, I think I have to go the other way just because they're at home and this losing streak will end at some point. So why not tomorrow? I'm taking the Knicks. Fair enough. Game number two, Clippers at the Lakers. VJ, who do you like? Uh, This sucks because, like, every time I pick them, no one plays. Uh, So I don't know if I want to pick the Clippers. Uh, The Lakers, they could shock anyone at any time. So, you know what? I'll I'll take the Lakers at home in this one. Bold. Not how sure I feel about that, but we'll see. (laughs) Bold. I'm pissed because, like, the Lakers are no longer buns. I can't really roast them anymore. They're okay. <laughs> Still not good, but they're they're respectable. It's just all bad for me today. All bad. Dion, who do you like? Clippers at Lakers. I'm taking the Lakers. They're hot. They like are hot. Playoffs. They are hot. And the Clippers have burned me too many times this season, so. Yep. Too many times. <sighs> I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> give give me the Clippers. They always seem to beat the Lakers. It's they always play their best basketball against the Lakers. They could care less about anybody else, but they better beat the damn Lakers every time. So I'm ready to be heard again. Give me the Clippers. 
Game number three, Nets at the Sixers, two of my least favorite teams. I actually like genuinely. I don't really mind the Nets these days. Like, it they're they're fine. Um, I'm I'm kind of indifferent about them. Um, Dion, who do you like? Nets at Sixers. I'm taking the Sixers. I think that they're gonna. They're gonna keep going with this win streak, and the Nets are just gonna be another victim of Joel Embiid. Unlike Dion, I am not a man of principles. I will abandon my principles to win the five <laughs> games of the week. So, give me the Sixers at home, probably <laughs> by a lot in this one. Uh, VJ, who who do you like? Nets at Sixers. Yeah, no KD at home in Philly. Uh, I like the Sixers. We are in agreement. Yeah, a consensus. Will Ben Simmons play? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> question no mark. Sh- question. No shot. Answer. Game number four. <laughs> I think I feel a fake injury coming on as we speak. Oh, Game nice. number four. Blockbuster Nuggets at the Bucks. Also Wednesday night. Uh this might be a hot take, but give me the Bucks at home. BJ. Uh, I, I like the Bucks at home, too. Middleton and Giannis are back in the lineup, so I feel like this is a time to make a statement against the best team in the West. I like it. Dion? We can't have too much consensus, so I'm just going to go with the Nuggets <laughs> for no reason other than that I need to make up ground. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. I mean, going with the Nuggets to make up ground just seems like a good idea. Right. Game number five, Grizzlies at the Warriors. The trash talkable 2.0. Um, BJ, who do you like? Uh, conventional wisdom would tell me to pick against them because the Warriors seem to own this team. But I, <laughs> think, I think I'll take the Grizzlies against the Warriors. I don't feel great about it, but I'm doing it. Dion? I don't know. Uh, I'm taking the Warriors. Steph is back. I think they sh- they should take this game. They should want to take this game. Like I said, I have no principles. Give me the Warriors at home. Warriors, great at home. Grizzlies, terrible on the road. Yeah. Ignore the records. Give me give me the Warriors at home. Fair. I also don't Wait, feel great you, about you it. You took the Grizzlies? But... No, I took the Warriors. I no, took... I was talking the V. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. Love it. All right, let's go out of bounds real quick. Talk about our non-basketball related topic. And last week was so much fun. We're running it back. Would you rather part two brought to you by VJ Johnson? (laughs) Gold standard (laughs) in hoops podcasts. VJ, take it away. All right. I get I got three of us actually. So I'll make three piece, no napkins. Three piece, no napkins, extra ranch. Let's get it. Yes, mm. sir. Uh, okay. Scrumptious. Would you rather have a fast forward or a rewind button for your life? <sighs> now, if you change anything in the future or the past, it has a butterfly effect and will trickle down. So be careful with your answer. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Shit. I thought of this earlier and I still don't have it. <laughs> This is this is hard. I maybe I would have to go with the rewind. I'm trying to think of a good reason why you would want to fast forward. Yeah, who knows? Because you can fast forward 
Well, it will, if you fast forward, can you go back after? Uh, yeah, because you have the button, you can go back. Um, but you, you just can't change anything. So you can see what life is like in like 10 years, but you now know. have you seen the movie Click? Yes, Adam Sandler. It's a yes. Does the click clause apply where while you're fast forwarding, you're like a zombie? Like you're not like if you fast forward work, like are you a zombie who like does uh, like not bad, but definitely like subpar work? Or are you like yourself, but fast forwarded? Oh, yeah. everything is still real time. Not ah. like oh, everything is still real time. Okay. So you... Oh. You're not like dead in the eyes if you fast forward. No, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, I, I just thought of a reason. Can you imagine just fast forwarding every work day? That is you get that to is the gym. You just fast forward to the end yeah. of your workout. But, can, but I don't even want... think I would do that. I would just fast forward cardio. Like it's time for cardio. <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But like you, imagine like, it. You get on a plane. Are you getting the car fast forward to whenever you're there? Yeah. It's it's like in Madden. Have you ever played like franchise where you just like play the key moments? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like that. Simulate just play the, the key moments. That'd be kind of elite, honestly. There would be some days of work that I definitely fast forward. <laughs> like you, there's just some days like you get to work, man. You're like, I cannot wait for this day to be over. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be kind of elite. So for that reason, I think I'm taking the fast forward. Now I know that the rewind button would be extremely lucrative. Like think of sports betting alone, how much money oh, you can yeah. make. You go back rewind. and be like, all right, he's gonna drop fifty in game six. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. The parlays you could put together, you would be rich in a day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just getting to fast forward anything unpleasant. Would just be so elite. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. That's a fair point. I'm going back in time because I'm gonna go make that money. I'm gonna go make yeah. that walk. Yeah. I'm gonna win a lottery or two. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple yeah. bets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I f- I feel that. They take an in-game bet on the New England Patriots down to the Falcons, mm-hmm. right? And just you know, cash out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Money line at twenty eight to three. Money, money, exactly. Oh man, BJ, which, which are you taking? Uh, I think I said I would take the rewind button. So I would, I would go back and tell myself what to do and like what to figure out and in key moments, like how to how to do stuff. But hopefully, not like change too much of the future. Be like, okay, pick B and not C on this multiple choice answer. <laughs> <laughs> for the class, something like that. Yeah. I would just go back and just smack the shit out of myself when I'm doing <laughs> one of those cringy things. Like, no, dude, do not do that. Stop yeah. and think for one second. Yeah. One second. Yeah. All right, number number two. Uh, this one, this was a little devious. Okay, would yeah. you rather detect every lie you hear or get away with every lie you tell? Oh, that is tough. Yeah, that's a tough one, (sighs) bro. That is so tough. My my first thought is to go with know every lie that you hear. That's what I was thinking. Same, because if you get away with every lie you tell, you might start to forget the truth yourself. Damn. 
Because everyone's like, oh, that's deep. 100%. 100%. That's deep. Yeah, VJ's right. VJ's right. That, is, that is deep. Did I did I really say that? Was that is that really what happened? <laughs> Damn. I mean, just imagine like being able, but that's the thing though, is like just how you would lose yourself in you know all the lies that you tell if you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how difficult it would be not to judge people who lie. Like, oh, because yeah. everybody does it. Uh-huh. Like, you would know instantly of like. Nope. And and sometimes it's easier just to like believe people, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't want to believe everyone's a scumbag, even though we all are. Like, so like you got to walk around with like a button that says cap. That's right. Cap. <laughs> cap. <laughs> cap. Stop the cap. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna call somebody out if I say that they, they might be even thinking. I'll be like, nope, nope, you're lying. Nope. <laughs> I know you. I know your ass is lying. <laughs> I mean, nice try. <laughs> yeah, the 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 power hungry person within me would like the um, I know every lie that you hear. I I think, I think that's I what I'm go going with. with. Yeah. I think I have to go with that one too. Yeah, I think we're in consensus. Okay, this last one is a fun one, one that does require a lot of thought, but uh, a little fun here. Uh, okay, would you rather wrestle a lion for twenty seconds? Or swim in shark-infested water for 20 seconds. Shit. I feel like swimming in shark-infested waters is less dangerous. Because I've seen people, like, be able to, like, hunt sharks in the nose or, like, redirect them. Well, how big are the sharks? So we're talking great whites. Okay, that's tough then. And how <laughs> is there a I'm certain number? National Geographic Shark Week level sharks. <laughs> how How large of an area is the water? Um, I mean, really, it, so it's open, open sea, open ocean, however you want to do it. So you just, but the thing is, it's shark infested water. So wherever you might be going, you might bump into another one or another school of fish. I think I have to go with shark infested waters for two reasons. One, I could never hurt a lion. First, first off, I love lions. And second, I feel like they would just bite my my ass and just I'll be done for. And I cannot run the line. I'm not fast. So I have to go with the sharks because I feel there's a chance that for 20 seconds I won't encounter a shark. So if I had to play probabilities for 20 seconds, I have to go in the water. And if a shark comes up, hey, GG. <laughs> I I think I agree. I have no definitive logic as to why, but something about the shark infested waters for some reason makes me feel like I have more of a chance than a lion. Mm-hmm. Like a lion cannot be juked, cannot be overpowered. Like you're just done. No, like no. claws, teeth, whole nine. Mm-hmm. And shark infested waters, for some reason, I feel like I have more of a shot. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I came to. Although, um, the the belief of mine, because I've seen all these movies and I am allergic to swimming, um, I don't <laughs> think I'd make it in a in a shark infested water situation. Given that I do not like the water very much in terms of being in it and swimming in it, but I do feel like there's a higher chance that if you kind of like 
you don't do the thing where you flutter and kick the water too much and cause too much ruckus, then the shark might not be as attentive to you uh, versus a lion. As soon as a lion kind of makes eye contact with you, it assumes you want the smoke and which I mm-hmm. do not want any smoke. Um, so I, I, I do the shark infested water for 20 seconds. I'm actually going to change my answer. And here's why, <laughs> because in the water, I'm totally a sitting duck. Like, Trying to swim away from a shark would just be hilarious, right? If it does, like, I'm realizing that my logic as to why I would pick shark infested waters is there a, there's a small chance they'll take no interest in me, like you're saying, VJ. Mm-hmm. But if they do, you're done. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you are out of your element. Like 20 miles per hour, too. Right. You're completely done. Whereas a lion, you are at least on land, and so you do have a small chance. Maybe you can get like a tree branch or something, you That's, know, beat it yeah. over the head. Like, I mean, in, in the water, I am a sitting duck, and I am basically begging that they don't take any interest in me, which, I mean, you do have a small chance to defend yourself against a lion. So I'll, I'm switching to lion. Odds are not great in both situations. No. Yeah, I, no. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> I feel like we, we will be smoked in both, both cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're getting the smoke either way, but. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I'm changing to a lion. Well, this has been round two, brought to you by yours truly. Love it. <laughs> Huge fan of that. Love it. Love, love the would you rathers thought-provoking i love how like you said that that one was the easiest one and that one was easily the one i put the most thought into oh yeah like my head hurts i haven't (laughs) i haven't i could write a dissertation on this all right y'all are listening to this no we appreciate you we do we appreciate the hell out of you hell yeah we appreciate the shit out of you Hit us up with your all-star rosters. Yeah, please who, do. Who are those last few players in for you? And who are you starting? Let us know. Are you taking shark-infested waters or <laughs> messing with the lion? Let us know. Shameless plug once again to follow us on social media at the Dagger Podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, hit us, maybe consider hitting us with that five-star rating. It goes a long way wherever you're listening and we really appreciate it and we will catch you guys next time i'm still thinking about it i made a decision still thinking about it yeah see that's what i thought too was i have a better chance on land against a lion than i do in water against a shark but at some point the lion is going to have more stamina and still catch me 